Ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. It really doesn't even need an official show introduction because it is what it is, and it's great entertainment, it's knowledgeable and educated, and it's passionate about wrestling fans. So ladies and gentlemen, you all know me, but let me introduce you one half of the greatest duo in the Great Girth Podcast, Mr. Tony Trujillo himself. Ladies and gentlemen... Here he is. Tony, first of all, congratulations uh, having your child. And I'm going to tell you this, this episode is dedicated to your son. Thanks as always, brother. And thank you for having me on as well, man. I'm really excited because this one is one that's, it's been stemming back for like a year or so now. So it'll be an interesting one. And I know that I just botched the intro big time because I'm just like, (laughs) just overwhelmed with excitement because you wanted to come on this show and because there's something that you really feel needs to be addressed. And when you pitched the idea, honestly, you're absolutely right because, and I'm sure everybody saw the thumbnail and have seen the, the title for this, but AEW fans and WWE fans really do engage in serious arguments. I mean, I think it's safe to say there's a civil war going on between the fan bases. There is, man. If you ask me, it's a little more extreme than WCW, WWF. I'm too too young to remember those days, dude. I mean, I kind of remember them, not necessarily. I more remember that there was a a mutual understanding, which was both shows are equally okay in their own right. As time goes on, that's when you get Team WWE, Team WCW. But just because I'm alive, I guess, then... Maybe that's true. I mean, just because we're able to comprehend the situation, there is definitely a civil war amongst the fans. And here's the thing, dude. I don't think anyone's really innocent unless you're, like, across the board a wrestling fan because I like pretty much anything wrestling. But you and I'm not going to lie. I do engage in the civil war a little bit on purpose. <laughs> How do you think I found this topic? So, like, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was not going to steal your thunder, bro. <laughs> well, I'm on all those pages, uh, you know, Facebook or not even just pages. I'm looking at dirt sheets like Dave Meltzer and all those guys. And like it got me thinking. Server. Yeah, it got me thinking that, you know, you don't really hear too much about this uh, civil war, if you will, between AEW fans and WWE fans. And I think it's because. A, it's all online. It's not like it's really in the arena. We haven't seen it just yet, but it's not really going to the shows. It's just all a bunch of keyboard warriors, myself included, that are online talking shit to each other. And here's the thing, man. The reason I engage in it, I am not a one-size-fits-all person. I fucked that up. I'm not a one-show-for-all. There we go. <laughs> I like all of them. Well, I don't really like New Japan, I'll be honest about that. I only watch it because of Will Ospreay and certain people, but... Religiously, I follow WWE and AEW. Now, I engage in it because I got to be honest, and I don't know how you feel about this, but in my opinion, both fan bases are equally annoying. But <laughs> I do think that WWE's fan base is annoying as shit. Like, to me, they're worse. And the reason why is because, and you can make the argument about AEW fans being childish and like not wanting to accept that some shit just sucks i get that too because there is some stuff that aw does that sucks dude i refuse to sit down and watch rampage front to back i fucking can't 
I skimmed through it. But anyway, WWE fans, fan base, if you will, they are so annoying to me because they have been conditioned to believe that WWE is the end-all, be-all because look at numbers, look at history, but they forget that. They're like, oh, WWE is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I used to say that. I used to say that. I don't think it's... It's just not... Dude, honestly, if if I was chasing that industry right now, I'd probably go to AEW or, like, New Japan, maybe. I mean, everyone wants to go to WWE. That's just kind of a given. The money's there, but not everyone gives a shit about money. And, like, here's the thing, dude. WWE's idea is we're making megastars. We're making movie stars. Whereas AEW's is we're making athletes. We're making superstars. Same thing, just Athletes. different forms. Yeah. yeah, just different things. It's so because people have been exposed to WWE for the longest amount of time, they immediately think it's the end all be all. Right. And I'm I look at it like no, that's like trying to argue fucking Star Trek and Star Wars. One was there first. You know oh, what wow. I mean? Like it's the same shit when you really look at it. It's just two of they're two different formulas that create the same thing. So like DC and Marvel. Yeah, it's the exact same shit. It's just they're done differently. There's another but, civil war right there. DC fans and Marvel fans. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. If there's but, time, let's talk about but, it. But <laughs> No, uh, I just feel that, that the WWE fan base is annoying because they're smug. A lot of them think that their shit don't stink, and I, I don't know how to tell them. Your shit's terrible in comparison. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, dude, production value-wise, WWE is better. Obviously. Ma- Match-wise, AEW is better. Storyline, WWE. Like, yeah. you can't really compare the two because they're two very different things that per- they pretty much produce the same thing. It's just each one is different about how they do it. AEW, I say this, and this pisses people off because it makes them think that I'm anti-WWE. Again, I'm not. But this he's not, y'all. Kinda... I mean, I, I've talked enough wrestling with Tony here that I can tell he's not. And we'll, we'll explain what kind yeah. of fans we are. We will. Right. But I just feel that basically, if I want 70% wrestling, AEW. If I want that 20% storyline, then that's where AEW is too. But, but if I want 70% storyline and that 20 or so percent of just wrestling, WWE. Do you see what I'm saying there? Like, yeah. maybe I worded it weird, but basically... Nice, yeah. 100 I got to tell you, the problem is, is that there are not, there are not enough fans out there that are, edu- that are as educated as we are in terms of kind of studying and doing, doing our homework on the business. Oh, yeah. Pretty much, man. Like, I look at it like this, too. You can't argue with someone that is just like, Straight up across the board, fuck AEW or fuck WWE. I refuse to watch the other one. And they're the same people, though, that they comment on those sections, all those pages, or they read those dirt sheets. And I'm like, dude, I can't take you seriously. I can't argue with you when that's where you get your information from. Because, look, I read them, obviously. But obviously, I mean, there's the wrestling news, there's a site with a bunch of sources and everything, so... I take them all with a grain of salt because 90% of the time, dude, they're wrong. It's just, really, it's just more like what they do. I'm not naming names, Dave Meltzer. Um, Mm -hmm. What they do is they pump something up. 
They pump it up so much that you believe it. And when they're right, you're like, ooh. Now he knew what the fuck he was talking about. But that's once in, like, what, a blue moon? Because then there's a bunch of wrongs. And for whatever reason, these people follow this person or people. So it's at first it's kind of hard to argue with people online as it is, especially when that's (laughs) where they get the – you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Oh, I've been there. I mean, but like I said, dude, I love to argue with them too. At the same time, I'm guilty. You wouldn't believe some of the comments I get from this work. Yeah, dude. Because, like I said, I love both, but I love to pick on WWE fanboys because they are so easy, dude. Like, AEW fanboys are annoying in the sense that, again, they refuse to accept when something sucks. They yeah. refuse to like. Here's a good example. Um, we were just talking about uh, at World's End. And I had told you flat out, as somebody that loves AEW, that wasn't a good pay-per-view. It, there it was really one. Was no, it wasn't. That's, that's, yeah, that's I was like, I if, titled it the way I did: the good, the bad, and the ugly. There were a few right. good matches, but there were more bad matches, and there were a few yeah. matches that were out downright ugly. And that's Listen, where those fans come from—that they refuse to ex- explain it. They refuse to say that yeah, there are, are imperfections. Because I mean, somebody said that how could you call it so ugly? I mean, look. I love AEW, but look, at the same time, I understand AEW is not perfect. WWE is not perfect. Triple right. H can't please everybody. Tony Khan can't please everybody. There's just no way of being pleased. I mean, no matter what you do, you're going to get praised. You're going to get you're, you're, you're gonna get basically a new one ripped on you. They're going to they're gonna rip you a new asshole. I mean, that happens, unfortunately, all the time. That's part of life. Right. But you see, to get, make it more clearly, I think I speak for how the, the fans that we are. It's like this. We're fans that were always hungry. Like, yeah. we, you and I, we, it's like this. We go to an all-you-get-to-eat buffet, a huge, humongous buffet with foods all around the world. We basically take our first plate, and then we go back for seconds four more times. So we basically heap down five plates. And we briefly go away, but then we just come back and we're hungry again. Like, I'm always hungry for wrestling. Like, I don't want WWE better than AEW. Or vice yeah. versa. I don't want one company better than the other. I just want to love professional wrestling, and I yeah. urge to people just be grateful that there's more wrestling that you can that you can enjoy. Right. Like, That's what it's I'll, about. Like now, New Japan. I love New Japan, but I've not watched enough enough of it to be be considered an educated New Japan fan. I've watched yeah. a lot of Will Ospreay, John Moxley in Japan, Jericho when he introduced the Pain Maker, Tanahashi, Okada. All those guys, of course, you know Kenny Omega. There, you know, there's a, there's just so much to enjoy. And let me tell you, the Japanese strong style. <laughs> oh, that makes the style in America look absolutely weak. The Japanese strong style is legitimately stiff. But then again, yeah. it has to be. That's how Japanese wrestlers are trained. But you see a lot of American wrestlers trained in the Japanese style. Um, Eric Rowan, uh, for example, trained by legendary Minnesota wrestler Eddie Sharkey, but was also trained, I believe, in a dojo in Japan as well. It's funny you mentioned that too because I'm sure AJ Styles has some training and obviously some knowledge in the Japanese yes. strong style because he's a big name in Japan. Yep, I love AJ Styles. AJ man, Styles honestly, yeah, the two best wrestlers in the world. Obviously, I would say Will Ospreay, but also AJ Styles. AJ Styles, man. AJ Styles Chris is Jericho, a freaking I mean, Chris god, Jericho, man. And yeah, so I mean, I, I know my great wrestlers. But it's funny you mentioned that because I think that's why people fight so much too. Is we live in a culture that. Because everything is so is so quick now, so quickly produced, quickly thrown out through streaming services and you know yeah. whatnot, we consume more. So as a kid, 
I remember waiting for pay-per-views and shit because my mom would save up for them. Or sometimes we just couldn't afford them, and I could only watch the big four before they had a fifth one. But that being said, I remember not having access to a Tuesday night, whatever, a Wednesday night, whatever. I had to wait Monday, Friday, and then once every couple months, a Sunday or whatever. Like I remember having to wait for that, and it made more of a com- it made more of appreciation. Because if you watch wrestling now with how quickly we, we consume it and how it's on every fucking night, basically, it kind of becomes something you take for granted. Like you just don't care, and so. Me, personally, as much as I love it, there are people in this world that they fall under that category. They don't care. There's no one that hates wrestling more than wrestling fans, in my opinion. Same could be said about DC, Marvel. Because if you cut out the left and right sides of things, if you take away Team WWE and Team AEW and whatever, and you just put them in a room together, they all hate wrestling. In a sense, they all fucking hate wrestling because all they're doing is complaining. And, dude, I've become a troll. I really have. Like I said, I love to pick on WWE fanboys because they're so easy to rattle. In my opinion, man, like, I've heard it all. Like, okay, AEW, Mark, like, bro, if you say Mark, if you say mid, if you say drone, if you say any of those slang terms in wrestling, I'm going to assume you're 15. (laughs) That's just my opinion on it. But, again, there's no one that hates wrestling more than these people that complain about it. And I always tell people, especially WWE fanboys, Okay, hold on. Mostly, I'm getting off track here. Mostly WWE fanboys. What I tell them is, hey, the reason I have a problem with this whole Civil War thing is it feels like you guys are fighting over nothing. And I'm going to say it as mad as people are going to get, it feels to me that WWE fanboys do a lot of talking about AEW. For a company they claim isn't competition or isn't shit or is falling apart. That's all they talk about is AEW. They don't stop talking about it. They don't. That's why it's becoming. They're obsessed with it too. Oh, dude, I've met some people that they're crazily obsessed with it. They're secret AEW fans. They just won't admit it. I'm like, bro, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, is WWE a little corny for me? At times, yeah, but that's not going to stop me from watching it. You know what I mean? Like, It's the entertainment aspect, right? Yeah, like, dude, there's plenty of good and bad about WWE and AEW. I don't really want one to go away. I don't want one to be better than the other. I, I like defended comedy wrestling for a long time. I mean, you remember the guy from the Attitude Era, the late, remember Crash Holly? Mm. The Houdini of hardcore? How he would yeah. lose his titles in, in funny ways and he would regain it. See, that was a great aspect of comedy wrestling and to add to the aspect of entertainment. And, yeah. and Crash Holly, I mean, God rest his soul... You know, even in his day, what he did back then, it's still entertaining. Fans from our day still like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I I understand the complaints from both sides. Like, I, here's the thing, too. WWE, the fan base, they're the type of people that everything that AEW does is wrong unless WWE does it. And vice versa. Yeah. It's the same thing with the AEW fanboys. They it's see hypocrisy in it, then. Yeah, it's very hypocritical because they bitch all the time, like, oh, it's just a bunch of old people in AEW. And I'm like, I remember a time where it was nothing but old people in WWE. In fact, there's a lot of old people in WWE right now that are champion. Damian Priest, fucking 40 years old or whatever he is. He's like 30, he's late 30s, early 40s. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's in his 40s now. That's an old dude who shouldn't yeah. be Ben Balor, champion. too. Ben yeah, Ballard they want to yell. 
Yeah. yeah, if they want to yell about, like, Brian Danielson and, like, Moxley and all these guys, I'm like, well, then why aren't you yelling at Priest and all the guys that are in WWE? Oh, because they're in WWE. Samoa Joe's in his mid-40s now, and he's now the AEW world champion. Which, which, which I think, cool. which, I, which I get, I have no problem with, but it's like, as, we, as we discussed, he should have pinned, he should have pinned MJF. We actually got, a, we, we got some feedback on it. They agree with it. At first, there is this one thing we said at first, is like, ah, I don't think so. But he he mentions after he thought about it, he's like, you know what? I think these I think Tony and Alex are right. Well, because look he, at it like he, this. It does he's take a lot of dude. thinking. Like you do have to kind of sit back and think about it and, and, and kind of examine it. Like, do you really think it would work? And then you kind of come to these conclusions. I mean, that's just how pro wrestling is. Pro wrestling is complicated, especially from an educated fan from an educated perspective, like 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 we have. And in my there's, opinion, there's always I, there's always out, possible outcomes. There's always ideas we don't know if they'll work or not. Sometimes we confident it will, or, or we're confident it won't. Well, I will say this too. My mind's been changed a little bit with Samoa Joe. I wasn't happy that he pinned MJF because again, it's like we were going back to where I look at it like I just don't think the older guys should be holding belts. Not to say they can't. It's just put it to you this way. My favorite memory of Chris Jericho is when he became the first ever undisputed champion in history. Oh yeah, huh. I remember. Th- that being said, I don't have a problem with him being AEW world champion, but it doesn't feel as cool when he's already done it. When you've already become a when you've already become a megastar, when you're a John Cena, a Chris Jericho, a Rock, a Randy Orton, someone who we all remember the times that they did big. It doesn't really feel the same now that they're older. You're kind of like you've already done it. You don't really, you don't really need that belt. That belt isn't relevant when it's on you. You're right. relevant. Like you make it relevant by losing and pushing another star forward. Because don't get me wrong, I love seeing Seth Rollins as champion, but it's time to start making champions. In my opinion, there's nothing wrong with him being champion. I like it. it yeah. I think it's cool. He's earned it. But I still look at it from another perspective, which is. Why is it around his waist when it could be around Santos Escobar or Damian Priest? Fucking L.A. Knight. Somebody, well, L.A. Knight's kind of old, too, but the old, the younger guys, you know, like Gable. Yeah, like the younger, the younger guys that are busting around. Even Theory, like I didn't have a problem with him as champion because as annoying as he was, and I, I was like, you know what, this is perfect, though, because it's a young kid. A little too young at first, but that's how you do it. You make stars that are young. Well, and the uh, on the uh, there's another wrestling podcast that I know. It's called On the Mark Wrestling Podcast. They just did an episode uh, for predictions for this year for both WWE and AEW. One of the guys says that he has Will Osprey becoming champion at All In at Wembley Stadium. You know what? I think I definitely see that coming. Personally, I would love. Obviously, I would love Will Ospreay because he's my favorite wrestler in the world. I think he's the greatest in the world today. But I think if Will Ospreay becomes AEW World Champion at AEW All In at Wembley, that's going to be one of the best decisions Tony Khan's ever made. It could be. Huge. So I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal the projection from this guy. Okay, maybe not right. steal it, but I'm going to say. I guess they're saying I agree with the guy, and I'm just going to spread his message now. So, but and you, I look, you're I right. look at it. You, you, you got to put the belt on the right guys. Like back then, when like back then, like just, see, as Jim Cornette says, the belt is put on the person that the promoter deems is the best person to put it on, or best wrestler rather. Like who's like is he over? Is he good? Right. Like as a wrestler, as as a speaker, because you have to you have to talk on the mic. Is he drawing? See, 
see, when we were kids, we actually thought that they won the belts. And as we got older, when we learned that it didn't, it hurt. But we kind of figured, we, then you know what? This is a different version than Hollywood filmmaking. This is Pretty just like much. Hollywood filmmaking, except this is a bit, this could be a bit way more entertaining. Well, an so. old guy is holding the belt for so long. That's been done before. WWE and WCW have yeah, had their fair share in the eighties. Hogan, and for 90s. example, with the with the NWO, which I kind of understand, but but yeah, putting the belt on the guys that are older now, sometimes it works, but at the right, same time, it's, it's a it's a great risk. Yeah, it's been done before. It, it can't be done anymore, especially in this this day and age with how we consume media so quickly. It's just it won't have the same effect as Hulk Hogan winning it and WCW. It's not going to have that. Like Samoa Joe winning was kind of a mistake in my opinion, but I think it looks cool as seeing him with the belt because I, I look at it, I'm like, you know, Joe is one of those guys I always felt he deserved a world title. And yeah, he's had some, but I look at it like – if he's part of the AEW family now, it really only seems right to have that on his record once. He doesn't have to have yeah. a long reign, but he it does, makes yeah. sense. However, yeah, I'm the guy that's like, okay, it's time to figure out who's going to take it from him. I don't think it's going to be Hook. It's going to be Osprey. Yeah, and then, to be well, honest with you, I bet someone will take it because I don't think that I don't think that Joe will hold it for too long. I, maybe, I would say a short Cole. run. Maybe Adam Cole, because part of me believes that if Adam Cole had not gotten hurt. Adam Cole would have been the one to take the belt off MJF. I mean, that's just that's just a possible theory. I mean, I don't know. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too, because I was one of those naysayers that I was not feeling Adam Cole and MJF until a couple weeks of watching it, and I was like, this is pretty fucking funny, and I'd love to see more of it, but there's a problem. When you have a tag team and one of them's the world champion, it only leads to people wondering when someone's going to turn on the other person or – how often are we going to see the world title be presented in a main event format? Because, again, unless it's like Evolution where every person has a belt, that makes sense. But when you're a tag team and you both have tag team gold, but then one person has a separate champion, that kind of fucks up the rotation, if you ask me. And that's when it's like, I don't see this lasting very long because, again, one of them's going to turn on the other or they're not going to defend their belts very much or he's not going to defend his world title very much. And that's what it felt like. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I'm going to be one of those guys. We're getting a little off topic, but let me finish it up with saying this. MJF's title run at first disappointed the shit out of me because it felt like they were doing what WWE did with Roman Reigns. I don't want a Brock Lesnar 2.0. I don't need someone that's only going to defend his belt once every few months. That's fucking stupid. That's what they were doing with him, and I did not even care for his title run until he became friends with Adam Cole and they made him babyface. Because as a heel, it would have worked had he have actually wrestled. But he exactly. barely defended yeah. the belt. And I was like, oh my God. Especially so, the way that he won the belt, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have a problem with it. I understand that, how he swindled his way into that. But at the same time, I'm a person that I kind of agree with him. MJF was is the hottest thing in AEW right now. So for them to not put the belt on him at the time when they should have was fucking like bonkers to me. I was like, how do you put this belt on Hangman Adam Page before you put it on MJF? That makes no sense at all. See, there's another part of the Civil War. A lot of WWE fans were very critical of that. How do you put the belt? I mean, for some reason, a lot of people have a problem with Adam Page. That's I don't understand. Time, but... But Adam Page being champion before MJF, that's what a lot of WWE fans took advantage took advantage of that. 
to kind of spew that to AEW supporters. Now, again, I'm caught in the middle. Like, I love wrestling overall, so I just feel like I am caught in the middle of a turmoil. And, like, it's like there's just, like, gunfire on both sides, and I'm just... I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm literally probably on the floor to try not to whatever, but, yeah, I mean, I'm caught in a turmoil. Like, right. No, I am, too. I just, I openly admit, because you can find it on Facebook. If you follow those groups, you'll probably see my comments in there. Oh, I've seen, is, is she, I'm constantly time, making fun of at, fucking at WWE fanboys. Once a week, you see somebody post on the page. It's got, it's got all the reactions, all these comments says that AEW stinks or WWE stinks. And then it, you, you look at the comments. It's the same thing at least once a week, sometimes yeah. at least once a day. Well, and all these pages claim to be like all things wrestling, but it, all they ever talk no. about is AEW. <laughs> yes, they claim to be, but they are not. Seriously. And they only, yeah, they only talk about AEW. And I'm always, if you go and look at these and you see my, my troll bashing and shit that I'm doing on there, all my comments pretty much align the same, which is, okay, like, you're being a baby. And then it follows, well, that was the nice version. It's more like you're being a pussy, and then I get in trouble. But it usually, <laughs> oh, it yeah, comes yeah, out. comments get censored, I know. It comes out, like, you know, censored. But what I'm trying to say to a lot of these fucking people is, like, hey, for a company that you guys claim isn't competition, you guys are making them famous. And they're like, oh, we're just talking about how much they suck. And I'm like, yeah, but see, the thing is, you guys are doing what we call the Tyler Perry effect. When you keep giving him money, he keeps coming back. So... When you keep talking about AEW, they keep becoming relevant. So maybe if you guys hate it that much, just shut the fuck up about it. And no one will even know it exists after a while. They'll start losing interest. Because, dude, the, the fact of the matter is when these fanboys start bitching about AEW, other people that aren't that interested in wrestling go, damn, there's like some sort of hotness going on over here. I think I might want to check this out. And then they become wrestling fans. But maybe <laughs> Well, then they become AEW fans or something. Like, that could be the worst thing ever if you're, like, a hardcore WWE only. What I'm trying to get at is when they talk about these companies and shit the way they do, they make them even more famous. Because, again, you could be a bystander. It's like, hmm, everyone says this is a piece of shit, but it's got these great views, great ratings. Well, you have to actually look at the real ratings. All the bullshit you see on those dirt sheets and all those fucking Facebook pages those aren't the real ratings. Those aren't the real reportings. Like, if you know your shit, you know what to look for. And I can tell you right now, AEW is doing just fine. They're not struggling. They are doing amazing for a company that's only been around for five years. Mm -hmm. But it's always the same shit. WCW 2.0. Look what happened to TNA. I'm like, actually, last I checked, TNA is still around. It's still around, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Impact, or whatever it's called now, Impact Wrestling, I mean... TNA, TNA, TNA Impact, Impact Wrestling. I think everybody knows what we're talking about. I mean, they're just doing fine. And they've done yeah. fine because AJ Styles was there for a while, Bully Ray. You know, there's been a lot of names that have worked in Impact Wrestling. Now, they're again, at the end of the day, to me, I don't want one company to be the most dominant of them all. I just want everybody to be able to succeed. As we've said many times on, on this show, on your show, The Great Good Podcast, which I strongly recommend everybody check out, but a word of warning, if you're easily offended, then then you might want to stay away, but I strongly recommend you check it out for educational purposes. But, you know, we mentioned that, you know, well, you know, exactly. So, 
Well, look at it. I, like I just this, don't understand too. why some people want one company to fail while the other wants to be successful. Like you really want to, you really want to put yourself to a, to a point with this limited wrestling. Right, I'm anti-monopoly too, dude. I don't want one company to own everything. I don't like that. I don't like this idea that WWE fanboys and WWE itself has built itself to be, which is it's us or it doesn't matter. And I think that's stupid. Like to sit there and go, oh. Uh, too bad Cody Rhodes didn't do all that earlier. I'm like, what do you mean? He went and started another company with some friends. He became a champion. He became relevant. He did all that. You just don't think it accounts because he wasn't at WWE. That's like a dumb mindset to have that, oh, because it wasn't in WWE, it doesn't matter. That's how Triple H is, too, because that's the WWE mindset. It doesn't count if it wasn't here. I'm like, ah, uh, I call bullshit on that because you don't get a claim wrestling just because you're the most powerful show. That's Again, look at it like this. Whenever I meet someone that's strictly WWE, I look at them like, okay, so then you're strictly A24. And they look at me confused. I'm like, yeah, you like A24 Studios, right? You don't like Universal? You don't like Warner Brothers? You don't like any of that other stuff? They're like, well, no, I like all of them. I'm like, well, then there you go. You, yeah. don't want, you don't want A24 to cripple Universal. You don't want Universal to cripple Warner Brothers. You want to like everything. Or, even in simple terms, you're hardcore WWE, anti-AW. Okay, so you like Walmart, but you hate King Supers. Well, no, yeah, exactly. You want options, right? Like, why the fuck do you want one company to own everything? That's crazy to me. I like having options. It doesn't matter if it's wrestling, movies, music. I want options. I don't like... Again, I appreciate it, because back in the day, there was so little wrestling that you learn to appreciate it for what it is and not take it for granted. You didn't rush to see the next thing because you had to wait. That's just how it was. And I think that that's what made people appreciate things more. But now because we consume it so quickly, we kind of just don't give a fuck anymore. And we don't, we don't pay attention to that. No, but I like it. I think it's awesome that there's wrestling literally every night. There is wrestling every fucking night. I think the uh, only I night there's not wrestling responsibility is Sunday. as a kid. I was strictly a WWF guy, but I didn't well, know that there was WCW at the time. Now, mm, had I been at my age both. right now during the Monday Night Wars, I would have just loved them both. But I still would have said that how can W? But, but then again, I would have been extremely critical of WCW because of that, because of how things were going. Like especially when you learn how. The top guys like Hogan, Nash, everything were, you know, were in charge. I mean, as say, like Bischoff made the mistake of letting the inmates run the asylum. And then, of course, you know, the fact that Raw's War was aired on tape delays while Nitro was live. Nitro had the results. And then what, what, that one time, the day that, I mean, that's the day I, be, I officially became a devoted wrestling fan was the day Mankind put my butt in a seat and he put my eyeballs on the screen. He became champion. Oh, yeah, that's, for me, that's yeah. kind of like... As I, as I told the story, the 1998 Survivor Series was the first time I sat down and watched a wrestling event. I started watching it regularly, but it was January 4th, 1999, that made me a wrestling fan forever, when, when Mankind became champion. And as they, I mean, I, and when I, as I saw the, how they leaked the results, my God. I remember watching uh, it in, like, 97. And as a, kid, as, as a kid, I never would have ever believed it. I'm like, well, how did they... How did he, well, because as a kid, I was like, okay, well, they know that this is another company, so I'm sure they're telling everybody, well, he's going to be champion. But I'm like, well, how's he going to be? Because back then, I was like, well, how do they know he's going to be champion? Because I thought it was real. I thought, 
I actually thought that Stone Cold Steve Austin came. I mean, I, 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 I thought that was all real. I legitimately thought that Stone Cold came out, saved his friend, and helped him beat the bad guys for real. Right. I remember Stone Cold came out, hit the rock with a chair, pulled Mankind, made the cover, and, and then the way Earl Hebner made the count, it was a special night. I was always more WCW as a kid, and that's only because of my stepdad. So when my stepdad met my mom, he would watch Monday Night Raw when he would come over, you know, and we would talk about it, and he got me interested in it. He was a hardcore WWE fan for sure, but he loved wrestling, man. I remember watching like reruns of like Smoky Mountain Wrestling and just a lot of the old stuff, territory the stuff, man. Days of the National Wrestling Alliance, and you know, yeah. and a lot of people see the National Wrestling Alliance is actually still alive, but it, it's its own promotion now. Back then, yeah. the National Wrestling Alliance was a governing body. That's when yeah. wrestling was regional, territorial. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure back then there were, the, there were the supporters of the NWA and the supporters of the WWE. But yeah. I, I think at one time, well, I think at one time Vince McMahon, I think the WWF was in fact part of the NWA. I think when Vince's dad took over, he, set, he, uh, he, he ended the alliance. I mean, at one point, all the promotions were part of the NWA. But back yeah. then, even the WWF was still a, a, a territorial thing. It just wasn't part of the governing body. It was basically the territory of the New York, New Jersey area. But, you know, right. but even back then, like, I'm sure back then, even fans, like, they were loyal to their own respective territories. But but, that, but back then, it was different. I mean, if I'd been a wrestling fan back then, I would have been super loyal to the Von Erichs territory, which is in Dallas-Fort Worth. But back then, it was different. Yeah. But at the well, same time, I that. still would have loved wrestling. I, I mean, as oh, a yeah. kid, I probably would have been loyal to one territory. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe we, we should just love wrestling. But I'll still say this one's my favorite, but I still want to support the other ones, too. Like I want to be, I want to be, I want my, I want to be loyal to, to that. But it just goes to show that being a wrestling fan, it's not just about sitting there watching on, on the program every week. Like you have to actually be educated. To kind well, of my stepdad was the kind of guy that would flip back and forth between Nitro and Raw, so I got to see both back to back. Well, you know, we would flip when we were getting bored with WCW. Flip when you're getting bored with WWF. Go back and forth. But because of that, I got exposed to pretty much everything, even ECW. And I was always, for whatever reason, I was always more WCW. I think it was because they were the ones that were doing the outlandish stuff first. Yeah. And then when WWE started picking up on it, that's when I was like, okay, pretty cool. And then I became strictly WWE for the longest time. Because when WCW was at the peak during the Monday Night Wars, the WWF programming was mainly cartoony, like aimed at children kind of thing. WCW really took it. To that higher level, like yeah, they made their stories more based in I mean, reality. They made the lo- the li- the life uh, the lifelong superhero. They made him heal. They made Hulk Hogan turn heel. Well, look at it like this too. Back in those days, WWE was known for every wrestler being an occupation of some sort. It was very cartoonish, very colorful, yeah. and that was the golden era of wrestling yeah. in the '80s. But the '90s rolled around, and people weren't buying that shit anymore. So. No. WCW comes along and says, you know what? These guys are going to go by their names, some of them. A lot of them are going to have gimmicks, but they're going to be more grounded in realism. And people caught on to that, and it became cool, especially because the 90s is the nineties is a hotbed for teenage galore. That was the time, in my opinion, that teens really had control of what was on TV because it was mass-produced to them, and they just fucking ate it up. And they're like, okay, we got to target this demographic. Well, now WWE's thing is let's target family demographics. Let's target kids, teenagers, and adults. 
which is fine, but I feel like that's what killed it because most people don't know this about me. I stopped watching wrestling as a kid in 2009, a little after or maybe right around when they announced it was PG because I just wasn't buying it. I was like, PG? I was old enough to know better. I stopped. I, was like, I stopped and went back in like 2010. How the fuck? Yeah, and I stopped watching it, dude. And I, <laughs> Excuse me. At that time, I quit watching TNA too because TNA was starting to bore me at that point. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I didn't pick up wrestling again until 2017, so I missed a chunk of time. I had Yo, to go Ring, back. And Ring watch. of Honor would have been the promotion for us because Ring of Honor never, right. ever. You, you, I mean, Ring of Honor. When you think of Ring of Honor. You can't put the, ring, the words Ring of Honor in the same sentence as, as cartoony slash corny style comedy wrestling. Well, and I'll be the first to admit it. I was one of those guys that I was anti-AW from the start because I had just started watching WWE again, you know, two, three years in of watching it again. It was really weird. I had to, like, get used to these new faces that I hadn't seen before, and it was just really odd, but it was catching on. This was around the time that Lesnar was still champion, and, you know, I didn't like Lesnar back in the day. I still really don't like him now. I mean, I'm willing to say that he's a legend in his own right because when everyone looks at a wrestler that does what he does, they call it Brock Lesnar 2.0. Only problem is no other wrestler can do it like he did. You can call Roman Reigns 2.0, but even he sucks at it because Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. But that being said, got all these new faces. I don't fucking know who anyone is. And then I hear about another company. I'm like, that's probably going to be a shit show anyway. It's going to be a small production. And it was. And then the first year comes around. I'm like, I'm just not into this. I'm trying. I'm trying. And over time, I sat down. I forced myself. And I was like, oh, wow. We got some old school names showing up. We have some ex-WWE stars. Okay, that's cool. And then I just fell in love with it because AEW, to me, reminded me of what it was like being an Attitude Era kid. Yeah. AEW embodied the Attitude Era Big that time. I remember. Big time. So I was like, dude, this was what wrestling was about when I was a kid, and I was in exactly. love. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's I why I'm excited, so excited about it. But at, at the same time, I still felt well, because remember at, at that time I was unhappy with WWE. So I was like, okay, maybe they're gonna give me they're, they're gonna give me what WWE isn't giving me. But then yeah. I was afraid that that was gonna pull me away from WWE big time. But you mentioned all these other promotions like Ring of Honor. There's also Major League Wrestling, which I think is yeah. great. In yeah. in 2022, I went to a Major League Wrestling event. The Von Erichs, Ross and Marshall, Von Erichs, Kevin Sons were in the main event, so I can probably say that in person. I witnessed, the, I watched the Von Erichs main event, and they won. So well, if it wasn't I, for I, I, got, I got that. I, I I got that nostalgic feeling. I watched the Von Erichs in person, but again, you know, um, it, 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 it was really tough because when AEW started, there was there was, there was no guarantee because everybody says anybody who competes against WWE ends up going down. Right. And but, when they started it, it wasn't even meant to compete with WWE. It was meant to be an alternative. An alternative, yeah. And that's the way I want to look at it. Because, again, how many, how many times do we have to say? Because all these wrestling fans are just not going to get it. Like, I don't want one. I mean, again, it's not about putting one out of business. It's, 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 like, a, it's, like, the, it's like the example I said. You and me always hungry, going to the buffet, going, you know, taking, you know, heaping down five plates. Right. going away, going back, then doing the same thing again. Like, we're always hungry for more. Even if I don't like rest of something, you know, like um, whether it's the SmackDown or Raw, Dynamite, Collision, even a pay-per-view, if it's something I'm just not interested in because the card looks stupid to me, I'm still going to watch it because I'm a wrestling fan and I always find something interesting in it. Like, WWE, they've produced some pretty good pay-per-views in the last few years. I mean, there's something that have sucked too, but... 
even the ones I was not interested in, I sat down and watched. And I actually fell in love with some of them. There were some what which WWE pay per view was it that I thought was like freaking the, the, the 2022 Royal Rumble was horrible. And yeah. I mean horrible. Not just the two Royal Rumble matches, but the whole the whole freaking show. The way the Rollins and Reigns match ended, I knew that it was gonna be a whole it was gonna be a horrible show because that match was actually good, but the way it ended, it just it ruined the whole thing. I'm sorry to be that guy, but it's the truth. Had I, I'm sure that it, had I would have called you after that show, you would have been extremely upset. I was upset. A lot of several wrestling fans are like us. They were we were legitimately pissed off because we feel like we we had our time wasted because the fans that we are, especially me, I need this for my show. And if I have to spend the whole show being negative and being critical about what we saw, I don't like it because I don't like being I don't like focusing on negativity. You know. Yeah. Now I. Now I sound like a complete hypocrite because how many times have I done that? But everybody gets the point. It's about telling the story, but you want to you want to see the more good in it. But when there's too much bad into it, then like like like, like seriously, that was the 2022 Royal Rumble in a nutshell. Like I went, oh, I yeah. it, was, it was recently revealed. Riddle said that he was actually good. He said that at one point he was going to be the guy who went who won the Rumble. Yeah, that was the. I don't know if it would have been. I don't know if that would have been a good idea, but because I think at the time Brock Lesnar losing the title lastly was, I think was a last minute change. At least I believe it was. And, and speaking of Riddle, he's actually competing with the MLW now, and I believe he's actually going to be competing at the upcoming New Japan uh, pay per view in San Jose at the Battle of the uh, Bay, I believe it's called. Yeah, I forgot what it's called, but. If it wasn't for the MLW... He's going to be competing there, so... Yeah, if it wasn't for the MLW, man, I wouldn't have known that Ken Kennedy was over there. I wouldn't have known that fucking David Arquette was actually a good wrestler. Oh, it's called Battle Uh, of the Valley, actually. Not Battle of the Bay, Battle of the Valley. Well, Riddle is scheduled to compete, and it's scheduled to work that day. I'll probably watch it, because I was a Riddle fan. I felt like he got kind of put on the back burner because of his personal shit, but that's the new age we live in. But I really want to see, and speaking of Riddle, when he was released, I said it on this show that I want to see a more serious, like he could still be the entertaining guy, but I don't want to see him be the, the goofy kind of guy. I want to see the more serious part of Riddle. Like the guy who's the legitimate train ass kicker. Like he's a, he's a UFC. He was in the UFC. Riddle is a legitimate badass. He's a train right. fighter. I want to see oh, him. Yeah. I want to see him be portrayed more in a serious way. Like I, I don't want to. Like I think we've seen enough comedy out of the guy. Now again, he's a great. He's great. It, it was great entertainment. It made me laugh. I loved it. But since we've seen enough of that, we want to see another side of the guy. Now we're yeah. hungry, now we're hungry for something different. See again, always hungry, but sometimes our appetite changes. We're not. It's like. You go a week eating a cheeseburger every day. The next week, eh, I don't want a cheeseburger this week. This time, I want pizza. You know? Or look at it like this. What if you don't like what AEW is putting on? You're like, ah, fucking Dynamite's boring. Well, NXT was on the night before. You might have missed that. Go watch that. Or what if you are annoyed with what WWE is doing? Then you can just go, you know what? I'm going to take a break from WWE because I can still watch AEW or NXT, even though NXT is WWE. There's all this other stuff you can do. That's why it's cool to have options. And again, I just I don't have that mindset that NXT feels like WWE is where it's at. 
Huh? NXT NXT gives me the gives me the vibes of making it feel like it's a, it's it's a different promotion. It's its own promotion. That's at one point it, it was. I mean, it, Triple H created it. I mean, at yeah. one point, I think when NXT first started, they, it wasn't. I don't think it was being streamed on live television. I think you had to you had, you had to actually go on WWE.com and listen to it. That was the only way you can get it. I mean, that's when it, that's when it first started. I mean, it started at the bottom, but NXT has re-evolutionized itself time and time again. It feels like it's it's Triple H's own promotion, its own independent kind of thing. I treat NXT the way I treat Impact, which is I don't watch it religiously, but every now and then I will catch a match or a pay-per-view or a premium live event. Yeah. Or 90% of the time what I do is I read up on it. Just like, just because I don't watch it doesn't mean I'm not interested. You know, like same with New Japan. I'll, I'll read up on it all the time. And if I find something that... I like where they're going with it, or they've announced a match that I want to see, then I will go out of my way to see it. WWE and AEW are the only ones currently that I like religiously follow. And even then that's not, that's quite a stretch because I'm going to get so much hate for this. I already know. All right, here it comes. Dynamite is the only wrestling show I can watch front to back without ever skipping through it. Bra. Can't hold my attention. SmackDown, eh, a little bit. Collision, hmm. Rampage, like I said, fuck it. I just skip right through it. I don't even try to watch the matches. Dynamite is the only wrestling show from any promotion right now that I could watch religiously and not be bothered by it. I mean, there's been a few times where I was like, yeah, I'll finish this later. But because there's so much of it, man, it goes back to what I said about how we take advantage of how much there is. And I do feel like this Civil War isn't just to the fault of fanboys. I do think that these companies are equally to blame because when they're mass-producing this stuff so quickly, they begin to mass-produce shitty stuff. Just like in movies. Have you ever noticed how we have all these movies coming out that have the ability to be great? They have amazing budgets, and they are just fucking terrible because we want them so quickly. And Netflix, Prime, all those, Hulu, they know that they can just pump it right out. And you'll watch it. Yeah, and then, like, they've realized, oh, shit, we spent all this money on something that either A, did good, or B, did bad. Either way, they're like, fuck it. If we could just get some more of that money or even a little bit and just pump out something shitty, people will watch it regardless, and they're going to want more. So it it feels like wrestling has fallen into that category with media and music where it's like, we live in a time where they want more, so keep giving them more no matter how terrible it is. Just keep pumping it out. And that's what's going on, and it's making fans hate wrestling, whether they're hardcore this or that or critical of the whole thing. It's making fans hate wrestling. It is. And yeah. I tend to avoid wrestling fans a lot, dude, because to me, they're just like Marvel DC fanboys. They're just like <laughs> Rick and Morty. They're just like Rick and Morty fanboys, dude. They're annoying. <laughs> They're really fucking annoying. But, but, but at the same time, I mean, I'm going to mention the 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 analogy of, of the DC comics versus the Marvel comics. <laughs> well, they're very much alike. Yeah, they're yeah, very exactly. much alike because it's tribalism. Now, I am a now, I'm, I'm Batman's my favorite hero. So, but at the same time, like I will read, I, I will watch Superman films. I mean, I I love hero films, but Batman's just my favorite. I try not to dip into either side because growing up as a kid, I was a hardcore comic book fan. I have over, like, I probably have over 12, maybe 2,000, maybe a little more comic books stored away in a storage unit. I grew up collecting comics. It may be valuable one day, so keep it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I like but, I tend to stay away from the the universal aspects because to me those aren't the comics. Those are just for Disney fans and Warner Brother fans. Some of them are okay. Some of them are good. Some of them are fucking terrible. But the whole tribalism amongst the two is so fucking stupid. Because again, I was never like Team DC or Team Marvel. I've always said this. This is my favorite analogy. DC has always had the better characters. Marvel has always had the cooler characters. Marvel taught you about the bad effects that medicine can have on you if you took too much of it. The bad effects that radiation, uh, any type of poisoning, what it could do to you, how it can mutate you. DC was always human beings going through a human being experience or Greek gods and crazy sea creatures. So I was never really like Marvel or DC. I loved comic books, man, to the point that I grew up reading comics from image comics, dark horse comics, you name it. I read them all. I was never really like, that's the same thing with wrestling. I've never really been that tribal. However, there does come that question of like, what side would you pick if you had to? And that's not fair because there's so many things about WWE I like. There's so many things about it I don't like. Same thing with AEW. Currently, right now, and this can change in a matter of minutes because of how, again, we get stuff so quickly. Currently, I'm more of an AEW guy. However, I mean, I, I still I, love I've WWE. Seen, I've seen the hat that you wear, so... Oh, yeah, I'm wearing <laughs> well, it right that, now, that, that doesn't mean that you're an AEW. That, that, that could, you could have a WWE hat. You just like to wear the AEW hat, but... Oh, yeah, dude, and it'll shock you how many people actually like both. I remember I took my wife out for dinner one night, and I had my AEW hat on. I had my Darby Allen t-shirt on, and this guy comes up to me and pats me on the back really hard, and I just wasn't expecting it, so it freaked me out. I turn around, and he's like, I love your fucking hat, bro. I was just at the show in Fort Collins last month, and I'm like, okay, he's a wrestling fan. But what I didn't know, to my surprise, till he left, was he was wearing a WWE t-shirt. He had a John Cena, you can't see me hat on, and I was like, huh. <laughs> Did I just get met with a WWE fan that actually can like both? That's a shocker, you know. Like you don't aside, see that every aside day. Aside from me, yeah. Like, like for me, like yeah, I love WWE, love AEW, I love Ring of Honor, I love Major I love League wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, I just now love Impact. Wrestling. I like Impact Wrestling because I don't. I've not watched enough Impact to say I love it, but I like Impact Wrestling. You know, it's pretty good. It's I like the I like the National Wrestling Alliance. The independent circuit, the, the, there's a couple of promotions in the area that I've been to. DFW All Pro Wrestling, VIP yeah. Wrestling, Pele Pro Wrestling. I love them all. I've spoken to the promoters and I've told them because you've, we, they work together. Like like the talents like, of VIP Wrestling, like, like you can tell that there's an alliance between DFW All Pro, VIP, and Pele Pro because they support one another like, like, that, like yeah. that. So some of the guys that work their shows at VIP, some of them also work at Pele Pro. They're, they're DFW All Pro wrestling trained uh, talent. So, so because I because I told the guys, look, I don't want one company, but one promotion better than the other. I love all three of these promotions. I'm going to support all of them equally. All of them. And yes. They they all basically said, Alex, this is what we're all about. It's not about wiping out a competitor. It's about if you love it so much, if you can work together, everybody prospers. Everybody has a good life. Because some, oh, that's some the best thing they could do. You wipe out your competition. You might feel good about it at first, but it is going to bite you. It's, it's going to come back and haunt you. So Right. Like, it's okay to be Gates, competitive. Bill said it best himself. There are better ways to deal with competition rather than eliminating it. Yeah, exactly. There's healthy ways to compete. Yeah. And I think that ways to compete. them working together could impact both of them and the fans. Because ultimately, the fans want the best of both worlds. They really don't. 
I don't know a lot of fans that are just strictly WWE. I know more wrestling fans than I know WWE hardcore fans than I know AEW hardcore fans. I know so many like wrestling fans that just love wrestling. I got a buddy I work with who is across the board, man. He loves all things wrestling. He even watches like women of wrestling and stuff that I can't really dabble into. Well, what women of wrestling? That's the one that's based in Los Angeles, right? I think so. I don't want one of my friends. She com- she competes there. Her name her name is Killa Kate. That's the wrestling name. She she works there. Sure. For, uh, I mean, she's actually she she's worked a few. She's worked. Uh, she was trained also by uh, by the head of DFW All Pro Wrestling. She's worked at VIP Wrestling a few times. Uh, her boyfriend Corey has worked VIP DFW All Pro as well as Pele Pro. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And you know that- she she works with. She's a uh, competed with uh, women of wrestling, and of course. Uh, the the women's wrestling promotion in Japan, I think it's called World, World Wonder Ring Stardom or something like that. Riho's yeah. been there. Hikaru Shida, Tony Storms competed there. Yeah. I think I told you this numerous times before. I can't remember. My stepdad Rosa, used to be. Thunder Rosa obviously competed. Then Thunder, Thunder Rosa has her own promotion down in San Antonio called Mission Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Well, my stepdad used to be a wrestler. And so because of him, I got into like the indie scene and stuff like that. And something interesting that a lot of people uh, don't know about this individual, who's definitely right now just kind of a jobber, which is sad because he has so much potential. I think he's just kind of stuck. A wrestler by the name of Rob Risen. Uh, he would regularly appear on AEW Dark, and um, he showed up in a lot of Matt Hardy's uh, Hardy Compound videos, and they're real-life friends. My dad wrestled with him years on end. I couldn't. I actually remember Rob Risen coming to our home and hanging out with my family. Like he was a family friend. Haven't seen him in years, but my stepdad was telling me, "Hey, he's doing stuff for AEW now, like just jobbing." And I'd see him on Dark and then Dark Elevation. And now that those are kind of gone, I don't really know where he's at. But Rob Risen, if you ever see him, that's a guy I knew very well as a kid. I remember seeing him in his early days. Well, keep in mind, Again, some, of the greatest, some of the greatest wrestlers in the world are, job, are jobbers. I feel like some of the greatest wrestlers are undiscovered or their potential hasn't been unlocked. Here's a good example. When people can get mad all they want. Moxley, he's a fucking monster. If you look at that compared to a Dean Ambrose, which one do you like more? I'd say typically people will say Moxley. Well, it depends what realm you're from. But if you're a wrestling fan, I would imagine you'd probably take more interest in Moxley. Because, yeah, Dean Ambrose was cool, but Moxley himself said it. That was a dumb character he didn't want to play. He did not like that route they were going with. And I understand it. It was cool, but it's kind of stupid. And then in hindsight, you see him as Moxley. Now you're like, how did you go from that to that? And it's because he had unlocked potential. Mm-hmm. And they unlocked it. now. Like, because WWE, when you sign with WWE, you notice, if you're with AEW... Well, well, Ring of Honor is considered the sister show because it's owned by by Tony Khan. But yeah. if you're with AEW, you can work in Mexico, you can yep. work in Japan, because mm-hmm. because AEW has partnerships with New Japan as well as Triple AAA Lucha Libre in Mexico. So I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. at times, so I'm sure at times they'll call and say, "Well, can you send this guy over?" I mean, they, they, Tony Khan works out deals, but you get to work with them. You can still work the indies, but it's it's more complicated because if you, if your if your contract says you have to be on regular programming, then you can't just take bookings on certain times. But but it's easily worked out. But you can also appear on Impact. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure. Are they still? I'm not sure because I know that the Impact partnership I think ended. 
I think they they restarted it, but you can work in Impact and whatnot. So, you know, I would Which love cool. I would love for AEW and Major League Wrestling to have a partnership as well. Right, and like, but the, w- but the bottom line is with AEW, there's a whole lot more creative freedom. You're yeah. like you're unshackled. It's it's like that in WWE. You're locked. You're locked in. You sign yeah. that contract. You're trapped. They mold you to be their star. They pick and choose. AEW, I'm sure, does it too, but they're a little more open with their people. I mean, yeah. Tony Khan has said it himself, and he's proven it, that his people have control over, well, at least some control over their character. They have some control over what flies and what doesn't, and I like that because there are, like I said, there's wrestlers that have unlocked potential. Sammy Guevara is another one. I never cared for him in the beginning. I thought he was stupid, and I couldn't see the potential in him. But when they started exposing him more as a singles competitor and giving him these babyface heel, babyface storylines, and then I saw him in action more, I was like, yes, I can. he is a good wrestler. He shouldn't have been part of the inner circle, but mm. if it wasn't for the inner circle, he wouldn't have propelled yeah. himself. So, yeah. But, again, yeah, if you're he's in a WWE... He's a natural talent, dude. Sammy Guevara. He is. He's great. <laughs> the, when he performed, I mean, those... Those backflips, I mean, the, the mm-hmm. high-flying maneuvers. But yeah, dude, this whole <laughs> Civil War thing is out of control for that reason. Yeah. It's just people fighting over the dumbest thing. It's Realistically, you're fighting with each other over what your favorite movie is. It's, and <laughs> oh, there's so many of them. Oh, I, I mean, I will, I, I will, I will say because uh, some, some people think I'm the biggest seed in the world. You know Home Alone 3, the Home Alone with a different actor? Yeah, yeah I, I actually like the film, and people have ripped me a new one for that. I like it. I was gonna say, I've I been like ripped it. a new one because I think episode Star Wars Episode One and Two are actually good films. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I've I been, like I've been ripped one. a new one because of that. I mean, at, at the same time, like <laughs> when I see like you know Anna J in AEW, I always thought that she was a great wrestler. Some people say Alex, you're just saying that because you think she's pretty. Okay, yeah, she is pretty. She's yeah, honestly the most beautiful Georgia girl I've I've ever seen, but no, I do think Anna J has potential. Yeah, if they can if they can be pretty and whip ass, then that's even better. The problem is, and this is where we get into political territory. I feel like a lot of female wrestlers today are just trying to look butchy and wrestle at the same time. And it's like, what's wrong with being pretty? You can be pretty too. What the fuck? Yeah. What happened there? It's just but, it's just that it's just that they're more than just pretty faces. Yeah, that's what they're yeah, trying like, to go like, for. You see, like Finley. Uh, Finley, who, who his, his son Dave actually at the Wrestle Kingdom, I think just became the, I don't, I forgot what title it was, but he re, he worked uh, with with Moxley and uh, I don't know who it was. It, it was a three way dance, but Dave Finley's dad, Fit Finley, basically made women's wrestling in WWE like more traditional. Like instead of the you know the the sunbathing suits and all that stuff, like he made w- female wrestlers, like he made female wrestling like be serious again. So and women's wrestling, yeah. I mean. Everybody knows I'm a staunch supporter and advocate for women's, women's wrestling. They're more than just a pretty face. These women can work well. They can do great matches. And honestly, mm. these, inter, these intergender matches with the guys, you know what? No problem with it. At first, I was only like, I don't know, only because I, I was like thinking, well, I just don't want – because I just feel like if, if the guy loses, it's going to affect him. If the girl loses, it's, it's going to affect her. But I think if it's, if it's done right, then there's nothing to worry about. Right. But, yeah, but you know, AEW has a, has a very well loaded women's roster. You know, I mean, Tony Storm with her with her character right now, totally doing great. Thunder Rosa is back. You know, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. We haven't seen much of her. 
So, and, you know, she mentioned she, she doesn't want the title put back on her because of the pressure, but, but yeah. Right. Yeah, well, and speaking of the Civil War, there's even an inner war because of the women's division that you see in WWE and in AEW. Right. See, there's, there's always a war. Yeah, like, there's, there's a main civil a war, war, and then there's just these mini independent civil wars within the war. Like, it, it's just nonstop turmoil. It's nonstop confrontation, you know? It's, it's basically, it, it, it's wrestling, it's political wrestling unrest, if you will. Yeah, and I've always said that, I've always, I've always felt that WWE's women's division was better, even though I like to stare at AEW's women's division a little more. But WWE has it right in the sense that if we give them good stories, they won't be looked at as boring fucking wrestlers. Because the fact of the matter is, Nobody wants to accept this, but it's an uncomfortable truth. There's always been a time in the early days where women were just seen as eye candy. So that's a hard pill to swallow when you're like, fuck, and now we have to take it seriously. But they're boring. Well, then WWE figured out, what if we gave them good storylines like human beings? Exactly. And made them them interesting. So they did that, and AEW is trying, but AEW has got this problem where and this is where I give people credit. They bitch about Tony Khan as a booker. Yeah, he does make questionable decisions, especially in the Who women's division. Vince has done that. But Vince has done it too. Yeah, I'm like, Triple dude, a. he's not the worst. Yeah. He's not the worst booker in the world. I've I've really felt that there is no such thing as a worst booker because there's some matches that are even deemed terrible that I find enjoyment in. Yeah. You know, like Yeah. Classic one being Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio for the custody of Dominic Mysterio. That's a terrible match. But I had fun with it. There was entertainment to be got out of it. So, you know, but yeah, this Civil War thing is stupid. And before we close up, man, I got to I got to throw this little note out there. A buddy of mine was asking me to talk about this. Um, Did you watch Monday Night Raw recently? I saw I saw the results. Okay, so. The R-Truth thing with Judgment Day. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like, here's the thing, dude. He was He's always asking me to talk about why I don't like Judgment Day. And I've told him, like, dude, they're just not interesting to me. They're so corny and they're supposed to be all hardcore. They, <laughs> I just never, I've never cared for them, dude. And even with Edge, I was like, this is so stupid. But once they started doing shit with R-Truth, like, recently, I started actually getting interested in them. I was like, <laughs> okay, this is funny because this is a good way to kind of set you up as a bad guy or potentially set you up for failure. And I've always felt that R-Truth is not only a good wrestler, but he's a good storyteller. He's something to be had. It's just that he's a legend and he's old, so they don't they don't give him his dues. And now they've been using him more. And I'm like, dude, yeah, see, you see the potential that he has. You see how great he really is, not just as an in-ring performer, but as a person on the mic and as a, a celebrity. Who doesn't know R-Truth at this point? I mean, maybe not everybody, but... But yeah, who doesn't fucking know our truth now? Because he's always involved in those spotlights, and they're smart for using him for the situation. That is why I want to see more about what happens with Judgment Day. Because otherwise, I didn't care. Right. But yeah, but the, the war, the wars are just completely out of control. And and, I, and when I mentioned Anna J, it's because you know a lot of times I've pra- I've praised Anna J. And again, these guys and these wars, like those rest, those annoying wrestling fans that you mentioned, like they just say you just they'll like literally comment say you, you just think that she's pretty. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's true. I, Anna J isn't like I said, she's the most beautiful Georgia girl ever. She is beautiful, but 
I'm not just saying that I'm, I'm not praising her because just because she's beautiful. It's because she's putting in the hard work. You can tell she's doing what she's been told. She's basically keeping her head down like that. Like, like Basically, she's paying her dues. And I think just recently she picked up a big win for her team. I think she just turned face. And this was on the anniversary to, uh, to honor the late Brody Lee. So, yeah. With this whole Civil War thing, but I got to ask this. Uh, I figure we can talk about this real quick. Because we're talking about these sides, I think it's only fair to talk about what we like and don't like about each side really quick. And I'll go first. So basically the idea being what's your biggest gripe with each company and what's your biggest like, you know, thing you enjoy the most? Well, mine's going to be quick and easy. I enjoy both because they do the exact same thing just differently. That's my one thing I like about both companies. The one thing I don't like about AEW, I do not like, <laughs> I know how shitty this sounds, I don't like that they kick off with a match right away. That infuriates me, dude. I kind of <laughs> want a little bit of a story to, yeah, to latch like, on to. Like and then pro, some matches a promo, to, a segment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, WWE has figured that out. But the, here's yeah. what I don't oh, like no. about WWE. This is one thing about WWE that bothers me. When they have people on their roster, I'm not going to name names, that are only booked once every six months, or they gaslight their whole fan base, and they're like, playing CM Punk's music, and then they're like, CM Punk live next week. Like, that shit fucking makes me mad. I don't like that they do that. I understand it's because a lot of them are older or they have scheduling restrictions or whatever. If you're a big company and you're expecting a big name to hold your belt or hold the spotlight, that will not be achieved by, okay, he's here tonight. We'll see him six months at Survivor Series. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, you got, your, you got your boys that will, but I hate that WWE does that. That Those are my two things that I don't like that each company does. Well, in my case, I think, you know, the fact is they're both pro wrestling businesses, and I love pro wrestling. Yes. I think what I like most about AEW is just the way the ma- is they produce the matches in a certain way. And, yeah. you, and, and it's far from just a simple cartoonish dog and pony show entertainment it's AEW. i feel like it's the more serious side of pro wrestling oh yeah it's still WWE, a little corny but way better yeah wwe tends to be i mean again our truth is a great wrestler he's an entertainer and everything i think with wwe is well for so long with vince in charge and vince just being stuck in the past and whatnot and the fact that it went PG, I mean, the first thing I hate about WWE that it's it, it's a freaking PG thing. That's what I don't like. Number one, but I understand at the same time the Attitude Era was not going to be forever. The Ruthless Aggression Era was not going to be forever. But if yeah. they could go from an Attitude Era to a Ruthless Aggression Era, then I'm sure they they could have come up with something else, but not go completely soft. So yeah. I, that's what I hate about WWE. It's the PG aspect. Like, like yeah, no, dude, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see hardcore matches. I want to see blood. I want to see the the hell the, the violent Hell in a Cell matches, the false count anywhere matches. I want to see all that. Those are the Me kind too. of matches I like. We want to see them battle it out, like an action nope. film, a good guy versus a bad guy, and give it a thrilling moment. The it, it seems like the heel, the bad guy, is going to triumph, but the babyface rallies and he ends up winning. Like we want to see it be like in a movie. Yeah. 
It's like two. It's like the the antagonist and the protagonist fighting on top, like on top of a skyscraper on a, on a crane. The bad guy punches the good guy in the face. He's like about to fall and die, but he triumphs, and then the heel, the the, the villain loses. Something like that, you know? Give yeah, us, like, like, give us the edge. Make us, make the adrenaline go through our roof. Like, make our blood like, like make us, like not want to go away. Even if I have to go to the bathroom bad, I don't care if I pee my my in my pants. I'm not, I'm not gonna miss this shit. Because I feel like WB has, uh, it, there's always one match when you just want to go to the bathroom, go grab a bite to eat. You, you don't give a damn. There's yeah. always one match, but it seems like nowadays there's two or three matches that are like that. Yeah, so, dude. And for WWE, is it's PG, but they give us a lot on the plate, but it's not something that we are that we want to devour. But they feel like they force feed it down our mouth. Let me interrupt you for a second and like touch on that. Just that way you don't lose your train of thought. Just real quick, does just think of it like this? Because what you're saying is basically this. Doesn't it look better when Moxley's saying, "I'm gonna beat your ass." I'm going to beat the living shit out of you versus a wrestler in WWE saying, I'm going to beat your butt, stupid man. Like, it's so fucking, yeah. it's so corny. Dude, it's hard you know to even care. Even better. If he were to say, I don't even give a shit if I beat you to death. Something. Like, but imagine, it's always okay, like. If I was a villainous wrestler going against you, like, and, and we were in the atmosphere, like, well, well, to answer your question from earlier, if I were a wrestler, no, I would not sign with WWE. I would sign with AEW. With the yeah. promise that I'm gonna work in Mexico, I'm gonna work in Japan. Like I'm gonna be myself. Work the Indies. Dude, you make yep. more. You, you make more money that way. Believe it or not, you you can make way make more, more money. More. That's why people but do it because you got all. If I this- was okay, believe me. If I'm a heel, Tony, you want me to be the biggest heel that I that I can. Like right. I would literally grab on the mic and say, Tony, if I slice you open, I am not gonna give a damn if you bleed to death in in, in my match. Right. It sounds way because, more effective. And I'll tell you this. Tony, if, even if you die in the ring, the only thing I'll do is I'll just spit on your lifeless body. Like, I'm going to be that heel. Right. And now, that's what if the Booker were to say, laugh. Alex, you're that heel. We want to insult Tony Stroll. I'm like, hold on now. Uh, we're not doing that unless Tony gives, unless Tony knows about this. But there's other things I can do rather than, I mean, let's keep the kids out of it. I mean, I mean I'm a big heel, but even big, even major heels, Yeah. Now, if your now if your daughter was like a smart enough fan, I'm like, okay, well, she knows what's going on, so I'm sure it won't be a problem. But uh, again, if you if I'm a heel, I'm gonna be the, a bigger heel than anybody can be. Be better than Bully Ray. Be better than MJF. Be the best heel you can, even if it, even if even if there's a risk of being canceled. So what? Well, so, yeah. What's that's not why gonna I, yeah. That's why I like AEW so much. Yeah, so it's not like you bought that. Like, like, yeah. It's too corny to say, I'm going to kick your butt, you stupid man. Yeah, dude. Like, can I ask you this? Do you find any hills in WWE to be believable? Like, besides Roman Reigns, I can't find any that I actually just, like, hate with a passion. Because here's the thing. No. If you hate a wrestler, like a wrestler, they're doing their job. Well, Dominic, the Dirty Dom. Yeah. Aside from Roman and Dirty Dominic, then probably not, no. Rhea Ripley, maybe, as well. Right. There's a reason everyone hates Don Callis. It's because he's a good fucking heel. He's a good heel, yeah. Yeah, like he's annoying as shit. You hear him and you're like, I can't stand but this motherfucker. It's his job. You see, you see, you know how we say if you if you piss people off, you're, you're doing your job. It's yeah. The same thing goes in heels. Yeah. You like, have to be liked like or hated. Not heel, Don Callis would, would give me would, would give me advice. Jericho would give me advice. You take the advice from some of the biggest heels in the company. Yeah. Like, like, okay, you, you remember the infamous uh, 
Piper's Pit when Piper hits oh, yeah. up with the coconut. The coconut, yeah. Yeah, you, you see, like, every Pacific Islander that I've spoken to, they, they, they explain the same thing, like, well, back then, that's how it was, but at the same time, back then, Piper was, you know, how else do you humiliate the Pacific Islander by making fun of him, by throwing yeah. a banana in his face, and then, like that. Now, exactly. it, it, nowadays, it, it is pretty funny if you tell the Islander... I didn't get a tree for you to climb for you to climb like a monkey. <laughs> and he tosses a banana in his face, but but you know, like like now if I was doing that to you, I, I wouldn't know exactly like what to throw at you. To, I, mean, I mean, you with a coconut would make no sense, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. But yeah, but you know, when you're a heel, you got to take it that far. But uh, I, I think we we certainly went went, off, went way off topic big time. But you know, but you know, again, it, it just shows that how deeply divided the feelings are between both companies. So yeah. So it feels like the war, sometimes in some cases, the war is justified, but I think it's just gotten way too out of control. Just enjoy wrestling. You don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can be critical of it, but still at the same time, be glad that there's something for you to watch and there's something for you to talk about. So at least right. so while we're critical of it, at least at least they're giving us something to talk about. So we got to be grateful for it. Yeah, exactly. This is the best time to be a wrestling fan. Instead of bitching yeah. about it, be happy about it. That's <laughs> how I look at it. Yeah. So, but I think we've we, we've covered all the bases. Uh, Tony, uh, anything else as we before we close it out? Um, no. Just if um you guys like what you heard here and you want to check out more, you got to check out Alex on Ringside Chaos as well as pretty much all of his podcasts. And and you will regularly see Alex on the Great Earth Podcast with me in Austin. We're going to move forward with having Alex on regularly here very soon. And before right. I actually get into plugging myself, I just want to point out real quick, uh, thank you to everyone who's been patient. We haven't been able to release a new episode in a week because I just had a son. Austin is just now opening his own food truck completely under his ownership. We have been extremely busy. Him. Yeah, we've been. Well, I mean, you, you, yeah. you just had a son. He's open. You know, Austin, I mean, the Great Earth Podcast is prospering. Oh yeah, we're coming back. We're yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're we're going to do our uh, recording this weekend, so we'll see what happens. But As I mentioned earlier this episode is dedicated to 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 your son, Angelo. Thank you, sir. And I'll tell you this, Tony, Angelo is going to be on this show one day. Oh, I hope so, man. And I'm going to tell him Mike stories about now. how his dad was on this show, how what he used to do, yeah. Believe me, this show is <laughs> going to be up and running 20, 30 years from now. Hell yeah. Yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, as Tony said, this is Ringside Chaos. This is the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. But if you're, if you're going to subscribe to this show, you need to check out Tony's show. It's the Great Earth Podcast, a very unique, knowledgeable, and entertaining show. But a word of warning, if you're easily offended, well, here's the deal. Suck it up because the Great Earth Podcast is not going to bullshit anybody. You might want to listen to those guys because not only will you learn something, but you know what? Your life may change for the greater good. So what are you waiting for? Check out Ringside Chaos. Check out the Great Earth Podcast. Check out MTDNet FC, my football podcast. Check out Cowboy Sock. If you still hate the Cowboys, the Cowboy Sock is the show for you because it's honestly very honest. It's no BS. But also be sure to check out Pipe Bomb Radio New York City, Pipe Bomb Metallic, Shooting Lights Out, Ramley Talk, a lot of shows affiliated with this show. Ladies and gentlemen, the love and support is what keeps the show rolling. Tony, thank you very much for coming on. My congratulations to you and your wife and your two other daughters welcoming a young Angelo to, this, uh, to the world. Can't, couldn't be happier for Austin as well. My congratulations to you both. 
Thank you, boss, man. Appreciate you and hope to be on soon. All right. Much love, everybody. Y'all have a good night. And everybody, please stay warm.